This is Martin Bamba's Rockin' Home Show on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Well, hey, 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 good morning, everybody. Welcome. Welcome <laughs> to the Rockin' Home Show. Happy Saturday, everybody. Oh, we're jazzed. We're, we're ready to go. We're ready to kick it for a Saturday morning in the Alamo City. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And your mic would work so much better if you pushed the on button. I swear to goodness it would. It would. Look at that. How about that? How about it's that? amazing technology. It's fantastic. It's, 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 it's. Sometimes eludes me. <laughs> I'm gonna be so nice today. I'm gonna be so nice. Sometimes. Today. <laughs> I, I I didn't say I, Don was gonna be nice today. I, I said I, I was gonna be nice. I today. deserve to be uh, <laughs> nice to today. Yeah. I, I, he's had some, been doing this. He's had some challenges, man. He's he's. Oh, well. <sighs> we got we got to be gentle with Jim today. Yeah, yeah. got to be gentle. All right. Hey, thanks, everybody who's out there uh, watching. Uh, we invite you to join us. If you're not on our Facebook live feed, just go to Rockin' Home Show on Facebook. Uh, click follow and get on there, and, and you can watch what's happening in the studio or out of the studio, depending on uh, what the uh, what the week is, you know. Uh, next few weeks, I'm going to be out of studio, but the show will be live. That's right. show will be live. We're going to be doing the show live. We're going to be trying some new stuff. Uh, it'll be kind of a split screen with Jim on part and me on part, and we're working out the kinks. We got the we got the tech wizard here, uh, Dennis Aote is here, helping us out with that. Are so, we, are we going to be side by side, or is somebody going to be on top? Uh, I, what is wrong with you? That's a loaded question. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I didn't I tell you when we did it. I said we can't have it like that, didn't I? See why? You see? Y'all y'all are the ones with your It's just a family and, show, you know. That's exactly. Y'all are the ones with your mind wow. in the gutter. Wow. Hey, listen. All I, I, all I did was ask a simple question, and y'all turned uh, oh, it into stop. something else. Oh, stop. You knew what you were doing. No. I, oh, Lord. You knew what you were doing. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a beautiful Saturday, everybody. It's going to be so gorgeous out there. If you get a chance to go out and work in the yard today, uh, if you were listening to Bob earlier, which I'm sure you were, uh, you you know that it's a great day to get out there and do some do some work in the yard. Uh, if you um, want to know about windows, today is your day. We're going to be talking about energy efficient windows, the differences in window types, Energy Star requirements, and what those requirements are for our region as opposed to some other regions of the country, and why it's different. Uh, anything that you want to know about energy efficient windows, if you have a question about windows, today is a great day to ask because we're going to be talking about that. On the music side of things, we're going to be talking about several things. Number one is our top five, of course, uh, as suggested by, I forgot who suggested it. I think it was, it was Dennis. Dennis suggested it. Uh, it's the uh, top five hair bands, I would say of all time, but let's be honest, it's the top five hair bands of the 80s because that's, that's when it lasted, right? It was from like about 85, 84 up to about 90. And that's it. I mean, that that's the hairband era. So we're going to be talking about that. I start going over my list, and uh, the funny thing is, it's it's a, it's a long list of, yeah. of of acts. You know, you don't realize until you start going down and go, oh yeah, oh yeah, they were hairband. Oh yeah, they were hairband. Were they really a hairband? Yeah, they were a hairband. And and so I I came up with a with a good top five, I think. But there are so many honorable mentions that I, I'm going to talk about. I was a little tied up this week. You so kind of were, yeah. I didn't even get uh, to, to the list. So I'll let you all okay. talk about your Okay, so list. it's up to us on the list, guys. Yeah. Uh, Jim's out on this one. <laughs> uh, but we're also going to talk about uh, the Rock Legends Tour. The Rock Legends Tour. Hey, good morning, Jan. Watching us in North Carolina. Beautiful, beautiful North Carolina, and uh, we're going to be uh, we're going to be talking about the Rock Legends cruise. What a blast I had! Oh my gosh, Debbie and I had such a good time. Uh, we realized that uh, we, we were some of the young younger people on the boat with with some of the oldest sleeping habits, apparently, because these people party. Holy cow, man! I'm I'm talking these these people, sixties, seventies, some of them eighties. Partying until 
one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning. But they're sleeping until two o'clock. Yeah, in the maybe so. That that could be the case. <laughs> yeah, which I do not. So. Anyway, we'll talk all about that coming up on the show as well. Of course, your phone calls are what it's all about. Your home improvement questions. Want to talk about music? Yeah, of course we're going to talk about that too. Uh, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Let's go ahead and get to it. Let's talk to Larry. Larry, good morning. Thanks for kicking off the show. Hey, Larry, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? There you yes, go. Yes, I got yes. you, brother. Okay. okay. Yeah, my question is... Uh, I once had a lot of gunk in the toilet, you know, uh, the whole bit underneath the water. And uh, this guy came by, and I believe he used chloric, I mean, sulfuric acid, and he left it like new. What do you suggest I can do if I have that same problem now? You know, something that's not too dangerous. Yeah, I would I definitely would not, not use sulfuric acid. No, 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 no. I'm surprised that that didn't etch your toilet and make it super hard to keep it clean after that. That would okay. surprise me if it, if it didn't do that. Um, to keep it clean, uh, you're just talking about maintenance or it's clogged? No, no maintenance. I just want to get the uh, the clay stuff that just just the mineral deposits that build up on the yeah. bowl. Oh, yeah. uh, with the mineral deposit, you can use the CLR. The CLR, you can use the the bowl cleaner, uh, the cloth uh, bowl. Cleaner. Well, there's another bowl cleaner that was made here in San Antonio. I don't know if it still is or not, but it was kind of a red color. Do you remember what I'm talking about? I remember that stuff worked like a dream. Yes, yes. And and I used it for a while. I haven't seen it in a while, but if it's still made, look look that up and see if you can figure out what the name of that was because. That is that is a cool um, product, and it's safe, and it's made specifically for toilets, and uh, and it it was a Sanovac, is that right, Sanovac? Maybe. Does that that ring a bell? I believe it was Sanovac. Um, we're going to look it up, find out if it's even still available. But that that really worked well, Larry. That's okay. that or CLR to get the uh, the mineral deposits off. Uh huh. Okay, I'll give it a try. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome, Larry. Appreciate you calling. Appreciate you being here this morning. Yeah, my hang-up button's still not working, uh, <laughs> Don. I don't, know. I don't know why. Uh, let's see if we can get to one or two more before we get a break here. Let's go to Joel. Joel, good morning. Welcome to the Rockin' Home Show. Good morning. I recently recently acquired a puppy that was dumped on the side of the road, put her in the backyard. She has since shredded my gutters, which I've taken care of. However, she found the foam that goes around the coil from the condenser to the air conditioner, so I replaced it with uh, one of those pipe wrap things. Uh, any detriment to that? What is the purpose uh, of the foam that came off of it, You know, and, and am I good with just the pipe wrap, or do I need something professional? No, the pipe wrap will work great. Uh, the purpose of that is to maintain the superheat of the refrigerant in the system. As long as you've got some insulation on there, you're fine. The pipe wrap will work perfect. I just three-quarter inch uh, it fit, and then just went from the house to the condenser like the old wrap was, and and that's where it is. Yes, sir. So everything's good. Yes, sir. Yep, that'll work. Thank you very much. And and and, and put the puppy in training. Uh, yeah, she is. She is. Uh, as I said, you don't realize uh, who, who prioritizes your jobs when you get an animal. Oh, uh, believe me, I on the burner. I understand. Yeah. Believe me, I yeah. get it. What kind of puppy did you get? Uh, she's a 40 pound, uh, mix of who knows what. And, uh, project 12 is now project one. Project eight is now project two. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Uh, if she's got any lab in her, she's, she's rambunctious. So, uh, good. uh, yeah, she's, uh, they're, they're, they don't, the vets don't even know. Uh, so, uh, sweet as can be, I'm just a super spaz at one years old and just loves to yeah. mouth everything. And my backyard looks like a B-52 over, came over and carpet bombed it, uh, cause all the holes. But hey, that's her yard. She can do what she wants with it. Well, you know, there you go. You you gotta love dogs for the good or the bad, and and uh, we're dog lovers too. So I get it, man. Thank you so much. Well, Appreciate you calling. You're welcome. Have, right, a, have a great one, Joe. Uh, let's see here. We're going to get one more in before we go to break, and uh, your calls are welcome, of course, at two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Let's go to Ken. Ken, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, and thank you. Uh, we have a old house built in the nineteens, and. Uh, we're getting the walls insulated next week from the exterior with uh, something called retro foam. It's a pure and beam house. Just wondering if you have any pros or cons about that uh, type of uh, 
insulation, and uh, you know we haven't put any money down or anything. We're still under no obligation to get the work. And this is to done. to do the bottom side of your floors, is that right? No, it's it's no. it is the vertical walls all the way around. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, there there are uh, you know requirements that you need to have in your air conditioning system in your HVAC to exchange air. Uh, a little more effectively than you normally would whenever you have just normal insulation. Because when you put in uh, a foam insulation on all of your walls, you're, you're essentially turning your home into, into a um, into an icebox. I mean, it, 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 it's for all intents and purposes the same thing that they use to insulate walk-in coolers. So it's a phenomenal, phenomenal insulating tool, but it does come with its own unique uh, requirements when it comes to air exchange in your house and getting fresh air back into your house because you're no longer going to be getting any of that through your walls. It's going to be stopped. And uh, and, and that's the one thing that Jim and I, when we talk about uh, foam insulation, we love foam insulation if, you're, if your home is designed for foam insulation. I even love foam insulation if your home's not designed for foam insulation if you're insulating the bottom side of your pure and beam home. Phenomenal. Okay, if you've got an, a you know eighteen hundreds home and you got floors that are old, uh, you know soft pine floors, drafty. and and it's drafty and the air comes up through those, man, there is no better thing you can do than that for your for your floors to keep moisture, humidity, and and draft from coming up. But in your entire house, it it could be a, a slight problem, could be a, a big problem if if you know if it gets out of hand because it it turns you. Deb, uh, Jim likes to say it turns your home into a petri dish. Uh, uh, it's a, a little cold it's a little wet, hyperbolic but a cold wet cave yeah yeah uh just do you have a uh an ac contractor that you trust well the thing is we still we're still using window units hmm okay, okay. well okay. you you're gonna have air exchange there because you're still yeah. gonna be getting that yeah. in and out yeah yeah you should be okay um okay. if you ever put uh central on the house just make sure that they design the central for a foamed house. Very good. There you okay. go. Now, you're still using window units. Do you still have the original windows in the house? No, they are not. I'm, I'm guessing they were probably, these were probably put in in the 60s, it looks like. Um, um, you might want to think about uh, updating the windows. Uh, simply, at, you can put as much insulation and update the walls and ceiling as much as you can. And you're just spinning your wheels if you don't update the windows. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm aware. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's uh, that, that'll that'll be the next thing. We've uh, come a long way with this place. So, <laughs> well, hey, listen, it's 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 an ongoing process when you're fixing up a home. Uh, I love that you're doing that. I love it when people uh, take take homes that uh, need a little love and care and put that love and care into them and then turn it into something they can be proud of. Debbie and I have done that on multiple, multiple occasions, and and it's a very fulfilling um, journey fixing up a house. Mm-hmm. Yes, we can't wait till it's a uh, bit more livable. livable. <laughs> well, you keep up with it. It'll be great when you're done, and uh, if we can help you in any way, you keep, you keep listening, okay? All righty. Th- uh, thank you for the advice this morning. Thank you, Ken. Appreciate you calling. Uh, hey, uh, thanks to Don Cooper-Stevens in the producer's room playing all the great music this morning. I'm sure we're going to hear a lot of great hair metal this morning, weren't being one of those bands. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm not going to tell you if they made my top five, but if they didn't, they were pretty close. Yeah. They didn't, they're pretty doggone close, let me tell you. Uh, hey, good morning, Shelly. I see you're out there. Uh, and good morning to anybody who's watching on Facebook Live. If you are, uh, if, if, if you haven't joined us on Facebook Live before, if you'd like to, simply go to Martin Bomba's Rockin' Home Show on Facebook, follow us, hop on, and, uh, you can watch not only this show, but you can also watch past shows as well. Is that right, Dennis? Am I, am I talking out of turn here? Can you watch past shows? Yeah. Okay, good. So, um, uh, also our thanks to Dennis Ayotte, who's in here d- doing such a fantastic job getting, uh, these two old geezers, uh, on board with technology. <laughs> Appreciate that very much. Very much. We need, we need the youngsters. Uh, let's get back to the phone lines at 210-599-5555. Let's go to Ralph. Ralph, good morning. Welcome to the show. Morning, gentlemen. Morning. Um, I'm a bit perplexed at the house. The water line, when I run cold water, it has a whine, a squeal that I can't identify. 
Hmm. Wondering if you have any idea. Hmm. 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 That just just like, the cold water, not the hot water. Yes. Okay. And that's any uh, cold water you run in the house. Yes. Do you, you you have a washer loose somewhere? There's a washer that's worn somewhere, probably on like the water inlet valve uh, at the uh, the water heater, possibly the main coming into the house. There is a, a washer loose. You, usually, the squeal is caused by loose washer. Now, could it have anything to do with the water pressure if they don't have a pressure uh, regulator on there? It could. Yeah. It could. Um, do you okay. have a, a PRV or a pressure reg- regulating valve on the house? There is. Okay. okay. That might be the source. That of could your, be. <laughs> yeah. If you're experiencing high volume of or high pressure of incoming water, and you're trying to reduce that, or if that valve is weren't wearing out that could be the source okay yeah my, all right one of one of those two two things is the likely culprit yes thank you you're welcome thanks ralph appreciate you calling uh let's see here 210-599-5555 is the number i'm getting the thumbs up i'm getting the thumbs up from dennis everything seems to be working just fine so i i like that i hope so and uh so we got it licked. We got it. it you're a genius, man. You're a genius. You deserve at least twice what you're being paid, which at this point is, I have no idea, honestly. I'm going to get the bill and I'm going to be shocked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's what we call sticker shock. Do Facebook Live. It'll be fun, they say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, let's get back to those phone lines. Uh, again, we're going to be talking Windows today uh, as as uh, time permits. Well, it's time permits. We're definitely going to be talking about Windows today, but we're also going to be talking uh, to our listeners and our watchers. Good morning, Mary. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for taking my call. Um, this question is regarding the new tankless water system that I bought. It's a Renai. Okay. And uh, during the last freeze, um, it's located outside the house, in the back of the house, it froze, and so it was a you know significant bill to fix it. And he said that I didn't let the water run, the hot water run, on that. And I did with the rest of the pipes in the house, but I want to prevent that. Is there? You, you have, know where you're going to have to. If it's going to freeze, you're either going to have to shut off the water to the Renai and drain it completely and have no hot water, or you're going to have to dra- uh, uh, drip a hot water faucet, not just cold water. Because oh. if you're not dripping any hot water, then the water sits in that Renai and will freeze and crack the heat exchanger. Sounds like what it happened the last time. Well, it was the two valves that I had to replace. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But the other question is... Um, Oh, let's see. Um, now, where do I get information on this Renai system? The app is what's giving me trouble. Um, you either set a schedule or you, you know, just go ahead and manually, uh, you know, run it. And I kind of, I just need a little guidance. I don't have anybody to help me it, with the app. Is there a, is, if you go to Renai.com, is there a support line that you can call for technical support? There should be. There um, should be. Well, Okay, I'll try that again. And I, also, I did try it once. And mm-hmm. there also should be a chat. <laughs> Dennis said, "Call him." There should be a <laughs> chat icon in the app, where you can live chat with someone in the app. Oh, okay, I'll try that. Second okay. question, I won't hold you. Is I got these leaf gutters on my house. I bought an older home when I retired from the Air Force, and I've been here nine years. And do I need to do any maintenance on those gutters, um, or do I just they're up, they're up there and? Well, yeah. Here's here's the thing about leaf protection gutters, and there's many different types out there. Uh, a lot of people use the the term leaf guard, which is a brand. Um, mm-hmm. There's gutter relief. There's gutter helmet. I mean, there's there's all kinds. There's leaf relief. Um, the the thing is, they are not a hundred percent set it and forget it. Okay, you you what they do in an ideal situation is they keep leaves from collecting in your gutters 
weighing your gutters down, doing damage to your to your fasteners, clogging your gutters, having them overflow, and, and eventually causing damage. That's what they're designed to do. Now, that doesn't mean that in certain instances that leaves can't collect on top of the filters and occasionally need to be blown off. I've got leaf uh, filters on my house, too, and uh, once or twice a year I'll get up there with a leaf blower and I'll just blow the tops of them off because leaves will gather on the top of it and kind of sit there after a while, especially if it's a few light rains. Uh, Really heavy rains will typically wash it off and, and get it out of there. But you do want to keep an eye on that. If you see any debris or leaves collecting on top of the screens, a couple of times a year you want to get those cleaned off. That's exactly why I'm calling you, because my tree trimming guy said there's leaves collecting on the corners. Yes, ma'am. And I said, okay, well, you've answered my questions. Thank you so very much. Well, you're sure welcome, Mary. Thanks for calling. Appreciate that. Bye-bye. God bless you. God bless you. And uh, let's see here. Let's get to Dan. Dan, good morning. Welcome to the Rockin' Home Show. Good morning. Thank you, gentlemen, for taking my call. Yes, uh, sir. My mom, my mom and dad bought a Ray Ellison home in 1967 in Live Oak Village. And they had it remodeled a few years back, and it's, it's awesome inside. But the guest bathroom shares a wall with a living room slash entertainment room, and you can hear everything from that bathroom. Blowing insulation in the walls, you think that would help? Yes. <laughs> it sure would. Okay. Yeah, and if, right. if you can foam it, that's even better. Yeah, yeah, the, the, that's really the only way to to do that. Uh, I mean, there were jokes uh, years ago about the builder that you mentioned building houses out of cardboard and thumbtacks, and it's those walls will transfer noise a lot. They definitely do. Okay, we're going to try that. Thank you so much. You're sure welcome, Dan. Appreciate you calling. Thank you, sir. Uh, good calls, good calls, good calls. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. That's the number. Shirley says, thanks again for solving my bathroom sink nat problems. I used the bleach and it worked. Love to hear that. Love to hear that. Thank you, Shirley. Appreciate that. Uh, let's get to Nancy. Nancy, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hi, Nancy. Hello, Nancy. Up. Oh. Not there, huh? Nothing? Okay, let's go to uh, Alan. Alan, good morning. Welcome to the show. Can you bring him up, Don? Because it's not working for me. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. Hello, hello. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's, uh, sorry guys. If, if you were online, please call back. We're having a little trouble with the phone lines right now that we're trying to get worked out. Uh, in the meantime, uh, let's talk a little bit about windows. Okay. We, we, we promised last week we were going to get to it this week and, or actually two weeks ago, we promised we'd get to it this week. And, uh, we're certainly going to do that. Um, one of the things that, uh, we wanted to talk about regarding windows, several things we want to talk about. One of the misconceptions about windows, is that all insulated windows are efficient windows for all regions. And the truth of the matter is that's not the truth. Um, There are certain windows that are great for northern climates. There are certain windows that are great for southern climates. And they're not necessarily great for both climates. They're, they're, They're meant to be more efficient in the summer or more efficient in the winter. And there there are there are many uh windows that are being sold out there and being pushed out there that are uh just not made for our particular climate they're they're for instance in our in our corpus christi market in our coastal bend market we sell and install a lot of impact windows impact windows are made for hurricane regions they are not made for our region in san antonio and the hill country can you put them in here yes But you're going to spend way more money than you need to on windows that are not necessary for this region. So impact windows are fantastic for the coast, but not necessarily needed or warranted. And certainly the cost, which is often double what a normal window is, is not warranted for our region. Likewise, 
if you're looking at uh, windows and the efficiency of windows, a triple pane window is fantastic for northern climates, not made for our climates. Can you put a triple pane window in here? Absolutely. If you just want to spend extra money, absolutely you can put triple pane windows in here. The problem is when you do triple pane windows and you foam fill a frame, you are making a window that is more uh, more energy efficient for a northern climate. In other words, somewhere where it's cold more often than it's hot. Right. Okay? Uh, in other words, getting down to zero or below, um, you know, n- numerous times throughout the winter months, um, having way more winter than there is summer, and that is what you need for that climate. You need that type of thermal uh, uh, uh What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Thermal barrier. You need that kind of thermal barrier between you and the outside when it comes to cold weather. And, uh, and, and, And those windows work fantastic for that. They typically have a higher U value and a lower solar heat gain coefficient. Now, we're going to get to what those two things are, too, in just a moment and, and why they matter. Because U values and solar heat gain coefficients are both very important when you're looking at the energy-efficient numbers of a window, but sometimes people tend to just talk about the U-value, or they tend to just talk about R-value, which is not even the, the measurement of an energy-efficient window. Right. R-value is, it doesn't even come into play. Now, there are reciprocals of R-value and U-value and solar heat gain coefficient, and you, know, and you, you can add them up and you can say it equals this much R-value. But the two ways that you rate a energy-efficient window, solar heat gain coefficient, which we'll explain in a, in a few minutes, and U-value. Okay, So we'll talk about why those two are important and, and what is more important in our particular region. Let's talk about frame types of windows. Material used to manufacture a frame uh, can helps govern the, the, the physical characteristics of windows. It's things such as frame thickness, the weight, the durability. It also has a major impact on the thermal characteristics of a window. Um, in, in other words, an aluminum window is a very strong window, yes, but it's also a window that's very conductive. Aluminum is one of the most conductive materials known right. to man. Uh, there's a reason why there's that silver ring on the bottom of your pots and pans no matter what they're made of that's made of aluminum because it conducts heat very quickly and readily right so you don't necessarily want that in your window frame that's why years ago vinyl was introduced uh, into the market it has become a much better product than it was originally Um, the original vinyl windows just like original vinyl siding were a work in progress right and uh, and and those things have evolved over time and have improved over time in many ways in energy efficiency, in UV uh, in, uh, inhibitors, uh, in longevity, in in warp resistance. All of those things that used to be a problem with vinyl windows and siding thirty five forty years ago are no longer an issue today in premium products. Right. That's not to say that there aren't products out there that 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 does work that happen aren't to premium that are not premium products that that right. does happen to but by and large the the most widely used material in window frames is vinyl period the uh, other other window materials that are used wood the old standard right yep uh wood is absolutely gorgeous i love wood but it's not made for every climate, and if you have exposed wood on the outside of your house in our climate where it gets extremely hot and then extremely cold. And extremely humid. And extremely humid and then extremely hot again, all in the same day. <laughs> <laughs> no sometimes, kidding. sometimes. That can be a problem for, for wooden windows. That's why wooden windows and, and log cabins, for instance, I say they're beautiful and awesome in Colorado because that is the climate for that type of window. Now, when can you use wood windows in our climate? When they are a clad product, right? When they have an aluminum cladding on the outside to help protect it from the elements, to stop it from from rotting, stop it from peeling, stop it from deteriorating, and then you've got a product that is 
uh, sustainable and usable in, in our market. And they are absolutely beautiful. On, on a price scale, much more expensive than a vinyl window. Yes. Uh, and, and certainly uh, much more elegant. I'm going to be honest. It's, 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 it's an elegant-looking window with so many options that you, you just can't even believe. You have fiberglass windows, lesser used, but becoming more and more popular. Fiberglass doors have been on the market for years and have become very popular. In fact, it's the only kind of doors we sell for the most part uh, are fiberglass doors. Fiberglass windows haven't quite caught on as as much because they're they're expensive to produce, and they're, they're just in in our in our climate anyway. Uh, the, the the testing ground, the proving ground, has not been there, right. in my opinion. You, they haven't been on the ground long enough. Now, they very well may be uh, something that becomes the, the primary in the future. It's possible. But right now, dollar for dollar, you, you can't compare uh, a fiberglass window with, with a premium vinyl window. Premium vinyl window is going to be much less expensive. And you also have to understand that the, the fiberglass may be a harder uh, material, but that also makes it much more brittle. It it does, and and we've we've seen tests that are done. Uh, we've got one on, on online that we've that we've shot and seen, and uh, where you've you've got a supposedly ultra strong window uh, that is run over by a truck. Now, yeah, I know you're not going to run over your window with a truck, but this is to prove a point. The truck runs over this window, and the window shatters explodes the frame the frame the frame not the glass the glass you'd expect that right but no the frame it's just driving on the frame then we put a window world window down drive up vinyl vinyl window world window drive up on the frame it flexes it bows a little bit and as soon as he backs off of it it pops back and that's it that's it that it's it's an amazing uh ridiculously extreme (laughs) example of what is and what is not really strength. So, but again, uh, you're not going to drive on your windows. No. If somebody no. drives on one of your windows when it's in your house, you're going to have more to worry about than a cracked frame. What I've told somebody before, and this this goes for the wind codes in Corpus Christi and uh, some of the, I mean, really stringent codes that they have in Dade County, Corpus Christi, and in the Gulf Coast. Your house may have blown down, but the windows will still be looking great. There's, yeah, that's, there's, there you go. There that's you go. that's the way that they write the codes is is they want it so strong that the whole house could be gone and the windows are still there. Of course, that's not going to happen. But uh, the, the, those are those are the main types. Okay, are there others? I'm I'm sure there may be a couple others that I'm forgetting, but I don't think so. Those are the main types. Steel windows aren't made anymore. Um, you know, and and different styles of windows are not really made very much anymore. Like jealousy windows, which are the little glass slats that had zero efficiency whatsoever uh and and then you know we'll talk about low e coatings and and gas fills and spacers and why those are important um listen we appreciate you being here with us thanks to those listening uh, on uh, ktsa wherever you may be thanks to those watching us on facebook live uh to get there you just go to simply go to martin bomba's rock and home show on facebook Follow us, and uh, you can watch us every Saturday, and you can also watch past shows and get news about what's coming up and things of that nature. So uh, appreciate you following us. Uh, love that we're getting more and more followers every single day. So thank you so much for that. Uh, we have got lots of callers online. I don't want to keep them waiting any longer. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Let's go to Nancy. Nancy, good morning. Welcome to the show. Yes, good morning. I just have three quick questions. Uh, the first one is I have some um, siding in the back, um, kind of a small area, and I was going to paint it uh, uh, this year by myself. It's kind of the particle board um, siding. Um, and I, I'm, I'm thinking what is the best way to clean it before I paint? I'm thinking if I, you know, power wash it, that water is going to get into the particle board siding. So could I just get a dry brush and go over it? Would that be the best thing before I... Uh, that would be a much it? better idea. You de- you definitely do not want to pressure wash that. You'll end up yeah. damaging and, yeah, and, and opening it up more for more absorption. Uh, you want to brush it. Uh, you want to get any loose dirt or loose paint off of it. And yeah. when what you... If- go ahead. I'm sorry. 
No, what if it has like a little bit of dark, maybe, I don't know if it's a little bit of, you know, mold or, or just, I mean, it's very small. Uh, would the brush do a good job? Uh, it, it might take it off, but there are also uh, primers, that uh, exterior primers that you can use that have mildew side in them. And, uh, and that would also be advisable. You are definitely going to need to use a really good primer uh, before you go on. And you'll probably want to put at least two coats of paint over that primer uh, because that that part that press board just absorbs yes. paint. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, which primer you said to use? Well, Kills Kills is the one that everybody thinks of when they think of the you know the premium primer out there. But any good primer, uh, latex that has a, uh, a a mildew side in it is what you're going to want. Mildew side. Okay. Uh, Okay, I'll do that. It's going to be a lot of work, but it's a small area, thank goodness. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, uh, and also uh, you were talking about the leaf guard in your gutters. Um, I I have those, and I have the leaf guard, um, but I get the little granules from the, the new roof. Uh, what is the best way to get those granules out of there? You know, it, it, unless it's just bothering you, a, a good rain is, is going to wash them out. Having a few of them in the in the base of your uh, gutters is not going to hurt anything. It's normal. It happens. Oh. Uh, if if it builds up, then you can take a garden hose and run the garden hose down the uh, you know down the gutter and and rinse them out. But that's probably not going to be necessary. Okay. Um, and the third question is: I just put in a new uh, hot water heater. Um, it's an AO Smith, and it. It was really the top of the line. It had the stainless steel uh, elements in it, uh, and I just wondered if that makes a difference in the life of the elements, and uh, and how about the um, uh, the um, the pressure relief valve? Is that necessary? Uh, the pressure relief valve is definitely necessary. Um, as far as the elements go, uh, the technologies today has uh, far advanced the materials that the elements are made out of. They last a whole lot longer. You still have to uh, possibly flush that water heater uh, once or uh, once every year or maybe two years. It should be flushed. Okay, I'm uh, going to do that. But yeah. definitely a, uh, a uh, TMP valve is what it's called, the temperature and pressure relief valve. Okay, I think that has that on the side of the hot water it heater does. that has lever. Yes, ma'am. Okay, I have that, but I'm talking about that big tank that you. Oh, you're on. you're talking about an expansion tank. Okay, yes, maybe. yes, I I always recommend one. Yes. Okay, uh, I've never had one before. I never had any problems, but I guess you you don't you don't know. No, right, right. Uh, it's it, because of the fluctuating uh, water pressures. And uh, the possibility of uh, fluctuating temperatures, it's just a good th safety thing to have. Okay. The pressure relief valve, uh, if I ever had an issue with it, uh, would I just lift that up, that valve up, and that would release the pressure? Is that? No, that that valve is automatic. If there's ever an issue with it overpressuring or overheating, that valve is going to open automatically. Okay, I see. Okay, I'm just trying to understand all this, so I'll, I'll know what to do. Okay, all right, well, I think that's all I have. I appreciate you guys very much. Well, Nancy, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate you being a part of the show this morning. Uh, let's get to George. George, good morning. Welcome to the show. Yes, sir, good morning. Um, uh, I got in on tail end conversation uh, earlier on uh, – Leaf guards, I believe she was all we're talking about. And uh, uh, I had a small amount of guttering put up, uh, but I didn't have any leaf guards put on it. And I talked to somebody about it, and they said, well, you don't have any trees right around that side of the house. Uh, not to be concerned about. But then somebody else said, well, uh, you also got uh, a single roof, and, and uh, uh, it'll protect from getting the uh, grit from the 
of the shingles. Yes, sir. That and and the the truth is, the first person that told you if you don't have any trees around there, you don't need it. Is that's the truth. Um, if if you don't have any leaves or or debris to speak of that's getting in there, uh, the the leaf protection is not necessarily um, something you need. I will say. Uh, that it will also not stop all of the granules. We we just had a caller earlier that you know talked about that, and she's she's got granules that uh, that end up in her gutters, and she has leaf protection. So that's not a guarantee you're not going to get granules in there. Uh, if you do get granules in your gutters, it's it's usually to the extent unless it's a brand new roof, uh, it's it's usually to the extent that a good you know singular inch or two rain is going to wash them out and, and clean them up so i wouldn't worry about that and i certainly wouldn't put them on there because of the granulars because it's not gonna it's not gonna solve any problem well i've got a brand new brand new roof on uh, and uh on one side of the house generally speaking there aren't any trees uh close on the other side of the house i don't have any gutters up there now but there's trees uh, uh, maple and oak trees over in in there, but uh, well, if you don't have leaves that are accumulating in in those gutters now, uh, I, I would not worry about putting leaf protection. Now, that's not to say you can't. I mean, you can put leaf protection on a house that's in the middle of a field if you want to. Uh, <laughs> it, it's just not necessary. Right. All right. Well, thank you for your information and advice. Have a good day. George, thank you for calling. Appreciate you being here this morning. Thanks for watching us on Facebook Live. Simply go to Martin Bomba's Rockin' Home Show and follow us, and you can watch the show there live every Saturday, 9 to 11 Central Time. You can also watch past shows. You can also find out uh, news and information going on about the show and about Window World and about other things that are going on in our universe. Uh, appreciate you guys so much for being there. Good morning, Arnold. Good morning, Arnie. Yes. Uh, good morning to you. Thanks for uh, listening. He's, he listens every Saturday. Oh, yeah. Appreciate yeah. that very much. Uh, does uh, does does a guy down in Corpus know how to get on here? Do you think? Uh, I'm thinking probably the, not. The, the one that we shall not mention. Yes, yes, yeah. I don't know about uh, the. I don't even know if he Facebook. I don't think so. I don't think. I, so. I don't think so. I'm sure he's listening. Um, but as I said, that is, he's the person that we shall not mention. Yeah. We've got so much to talk about, man. So much to talk about. So many callers to get to. Let's, let's go get ahead to and get the to the callers. let's get to the callers. Two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Shorty, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, uh, Martin. Uh, what is the correct procedure of flushing a water heater? Electric. Electric water heater. Okay. There you go. I'm gonna let Jim handle this one. <laughs> go for it, brother. All right, sir. First thing you want to do is shut off the incoming water um, hook your hose up to the bottom open the drain cock at on uh, the bottom and then open one or two faucets in the house hot water faucets that should give enough to drain the water heater out once it's finished draining before you close the the valve or the petcock on the bottom hit the incoming water a couple of times just to like stir the, sh the the stuff up on in the bottom and that way and let it drain out again then go inside close the valves turn the hot water or the water heater uh the inlet valve back on with and uh turn the petcock off okay as it begins to fill go into in the house and go uh, go to the farthest faucet from the water heater open that hot water faucet until you get clean clear non-air water out of it then turn the water heater back on uh, apply the power back to it and you should be good to go there you okay, go so you, you, uh, you said turn the power back on so first of all you need to turn the power off oh yeah yes sir yes sir when i said turn 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 off the I said turn off the You said turn off turn off the water, but you also I, have to turn off the power, yes. Yes, yes sir. I'm yes, sir. Right, yes. Right. Okay. All right. Well I appreciate it. Hey, you're sure welcome, Shorty. Thanks for calling. Appreciate you being a part of the show this morning. Omar, you're on. The Rockin' Home Show. 
Uh, morning, everybody. Uh, I've got two things. Hopefully, I can get to them both. Uh, let me start off by, I believe in ghosts. We have one. His name is Uncle Mike, and I think, and, and just in case, that might explain one of my issues. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> here we go. Uh, another water heater question. I changed ours out, gas, water heater, about a month ago. Our house is a 3-3 on a slab built in 77, and the middle bathroom Hot water side has little to no pressure. Everything else is pressured up. Every other shower, every other sink is pressured up good. It is just that one in the middle on the hot side. Has I mean, it's a trickle. Is it uh, slab in, foundation or pier and beam? It's slab. 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 Sorry. Is, is it in the uh, sink? Is it in the shower? Yes, it's a sink. The sink. Uh, I'm going to tell you. It's going it to sound funny. Have you tried cleaning the aerators? Uh, it's a, it comes out of the, it's a single, um, I mean, cause the cold water side, the pressure's good. Okay. It's hmm. just, it's just the hot. Sounds like you may have a little bit of, uh, sediment in that hot side on that one faucet. Um, okay. the best way to, to check that or see if, we, if you can get it out is to turn off the incoming hot water to that faint sink disconnect the hot water line from the valve not from the sink not from the faucet from the valve then have somebody up top just squirt a little bit at a time opening and closing that uh, single handle if there's any if there is debris in the um the stem of that faucet it should blow that debris back out of the that hose Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. My other issue is the master bathroom, which is the furthest away from the water heater. After this water heater change, <clears throat> behind the vanity, which is on on the, on an exterior wall, and there is a uh, an outside hose bib, I heard what sounded like a good drip on a on a baseball like, like on a two by four in the wall that was so fast. I mean, it was, I mean, a little faster than a second drop. And I'm thinking if, if that's a leak, there should be water everywhere. But there wasn't, there isn't inside, inside the house, outside the house. And then it stopped and then it would come back. And, you know, I would turn water on in other parts of the house to see if it would stay on and it would turn the water off. And that, that tapping, that drip would stay there. And then now we haven't heard it for, it's been, I don't know, a week and a half. But out of nowhere, that sound came up and just nothing. Uncle Mike. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, That's I, what I thought. Not I, and thank God he's friendly, but it's, this is getting a little out of hand. That one is, that was, again, That's a tough one. The only thing I could suggest, uh, what's your exterior cladding on the house? Uh, brick. Oh, yeah. Uh, go under the sink and maybe cut a small hole in the sheetrock and just make sure you don't see any moisture. Because I've the water that, could right. be your, I was just, okay. Yeah, yeah. I put a, I put a bore scope on my phone. I've got a little bore scope, little deal, and I, I cut a, a hole in there and then looked, looked around the best I could, and you know, but the, the, uh, the uh, insulation, there's no, there's no vapor, there's no moisture, no. I mean, but like I said, the, the as fast as that tapping or that drip was, there should have been water everywhere. But I, I, you know, beyond me. Yeah, uh, Uncle Mike. Yeah, okay. well, <laughs> I think you hit it on the head. Okay, well, I'll have, I'll have to have a talk with next time. Next time, I think is around. There you go. There you go. But one thing I will tell you to uh, seriously make sure about a leak: turn off every faucet in the house, and then go out and look at your meter. If is there, you see any movement. There's a leak somewhere. You got to make sure also that your uh, your ice maker is turned off. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're on a we're, we live out in the country, but our, our water softener, I believe, has a meter on it. There you go. But just uh, turn off the ice maker and every single faucet in the house. Gotcha. Make sure it's okay. all turned off, and just make sure if, if there's any movement, you have a leak. Mm -hmm. Call a plumber. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Got it. 
All righty. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Hey, thank you. Appreciate you calling, Alan. Uh, Omar, sorry. Uh, let's get to Alan before we go to break. Alan, good morning. Welcome to the Rockin' Home Show. Hey, good morning. How can we help you, Alan? Yeah, um, I had a roof leak. I, I just moved to San Antonio a few years ago. The house is only about seven years old at the time, so I had a handyman up there put some uh, ceiling around anywhere we thought it would leak. It stopped leaking, had a hailstorm, replaced our entire roof. Um, rain came, it leaked again. The roofing company's been super so far as far as coming back out each time, but we've narrowed it down to a piece of the flashing where it meets a peak, I believe it's called a uh, Texas Hitch or something like that, where a room extends from the house and has its own roof. Is that correct? Uh, are you are you talking about uh, you're, you're are you talking about uh, where where a different pitch comes out from the roof? Correct. And yeah, it's, uh, it's only on the first floor. It's hooked onto the side of the house, sort of, and that's uh, where we discovered that if we put some extra sealant in there, it's not leaking. My question would be: Should I replace that um, flashing along there? It it, it won't no. hurt. There's nothing that's yeah. going to hurt, but if you got the leak stopped with the extra sealant, it sounds like you you defeated it. Yeah. So that that being said, I've had some leaks into the master bedroom that we've repaired over the year. It looks like the old owner had some repair work. Also, um, I'm going to rip that out. Not myself, but I'll hire somebody um, to check for any mold and stuff like that. Is there anything else you suggest once I uh, get in there and start doing that? Yeah, just check for the biological growth and make sure there's no uh, continuing leaks. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, cool. I appreciate the help. Um, I have 10 more questions, but I'll let other callers call. That's my main concern right now. Alan, we appreciate it and and uh, we hope to help you with those other questions at a later time, buddy. Thanks for calling. Appreciate you. Facebook Live. Simply go to Martin Bomba's Rockin' Home Show. Look it up. Find it. Follow it. And you can watch us right there on Facebook. Thanks to those that are. Good morning, Gordon. Thanks for joining us this morning. Appreciate you, brother. And, uh, and, and to all of those joining us on Facebook Live, thank you so much for being out there this morning. We appreciate you uh, joining us there. Uh, we have got uh, a lot to talk about regarding windows and a short time to do it, but we're going to get a couple more phone calls in here, and then we're going to start that conversation. Let's get to Tom. Tom, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. I have a couple of questions on Insulation. Uh-oh. Lost him there. Lost him there. Glass insulation, and would you put solar screens on the west-facing windows to help cut down on the uh, hot sun? Okay. I, I'm sorry, but you dropped out. I think we had a poor connection there. You, What was your question about insulation first? Would you put foam insulation around your windows and doors yes. and use solar screens on the west-facing windows? To Both of those things are, are beneficial, yes. Uh, if, if, if How old are your windows? That's question number one. Oh, Tom, I'm so sorry. We've we got a terrible connection there. Something. We're going to... Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Let's go to William. William on line two. Good morning, William. Welcome to the Rockin' Home Show. I, uh, I, I listened about the uh, water heater draining, and I, I wanted to suggest uh, to change the anode rod, too. Uh, I, I learned that from my RV days that they have an anode rod for the junk that's inside the water heater to attack the rod instead of the water heater, and it might get some more life out of it. Yes, that is a possibility, but uh, typically for a homeowner, I'll uh, recommend that you know they have it; they, they clean it out. But like changing the anode rod, that should be something that you get a plumber to do. I, that, that's what I would suggest. Uh, the one thing I I also learned, uh, I, I have a water softener, whereas in the days gone, I, I didn't have one, and even with a water softener. I, Junk still gets in the water here, and it, it's still good to flush it. Oh, yes, sir. Absolutely. That's uh, all I had. Okay. Well, thanks, William. Appreciate you calling. And for our previous caller um, who who 
had some connection problems there. If you're still listening, uh, the answer to your questions on both are yes, they're both good ideas. Uh, if, if you're, if you want to add efficiency and uh, you're not planning on replacing your windows, then yes, uh, adding foam insulation around the windows and, and stopping the draft coming around them, that's always a good idea. And on westward-facing windows, solar screens can provide a, a, a good amount of um, uh, relief from the heat that comes through those windows if, again, if you're not planning on replacing them with a more efficient window. Yes, but uh, bear in mind also that uh, if you do replace them with a new energy-efficient window, there's really no need for the solar screens. Correct. If you yeah, if you get the right window, there's there's not. Right. Um, still won't hurt. No. But it's it's just it's going to provide a little extra benefit, and it's going to really darken your home. That's that's the biggest problem with uh, with solar screens is the fact that they cut down not only on the heat, but they cut down a lot of light. Well, I, I actually had a few customers that even with our windows, they yeah. wanted the solar. They liked back. it dark. Because they wanted the privacy. Yeah, and and, and for that, that yeah, there's a there's definitely a, a use for them. Uh, back to our conversation about windows. Uh, we left off talking about different types of frame types. Uh, glazing types of windows is uh, is another thing that we wanted to discuss this morning. And there are there are basically uh, three main different types of of glazing. There's single glazed windows that have a single pane of glass, uh, which are not Energy Star rated for our our region. There are double glazed windows that have two panes of glass, and they balance cost efficiency, cost and efficiency. And then you have triple glazed windows that have three panes and are the most efficient. But again, as we discussed earlier, not necessarily not here. necessarily here. Right. They are most efficient in the winter time in the north, the northeast, northwest, right. uh, but not necessarily in southern climates. Uh, low E coatings. This is where our climate comes in. Um, the low E coatings that are required in our in our climate to meet Energy Star standards are uh um, there are low low E stands for low emissi- low emissivity that's short right. for low emissivity. Right. Um, these are transparent metallic layers um, thinner than human hair. It's applied to the surface of the glass, and it prevents heat from entering the building in the summer months and escaping during the winter months. Now it doesn't prevent it. No, it helps. It helps reduce it greatly. Right. Uh, to say that it stops it, no, but it does greatly reduce it. Uh, one of the things that uh, is also a, um, a a characteristic of low E coatings is it tends to put a little bit of a tint on the window. Now yes. sometimes it's a a greenish tint. Most of the time, it's going to be a greenish tint. Most of the time, the higher you go, it might might turn uh, blue. Yes. And but I wanted to just clarify one thing here. It says that the coating prevents heat from entering the buildings during the summer months. Folks, it, present, it prevents or dampens the flow of radiational heat. Correct. Not all heat. Correct. Uh, there, there, are, there are a couple of different ways that heat can enter your home. There's conductive, and then there's the radiational. Conductive means that it's traveling through the frame, if you have an aluminum window, for instance, traveling through the glass, travel could be traveling through the glass. Radiant is direct sunlight hitting that glass yes. and moving through that surface. The sun's radiation, UV and uh, infrared radiation, that's what the low E coating st- uh, helps prevent. The other thing that it also helps prevent uh, to a great extent is UV um, rays. Which fades your carpets, your drapes, yes. your your furniture that's in front of a window. So uh, there are a lot of benefits to low E coating, and 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 the fact of the matter is, the type of low E coating that we have available on our windows today was not even available. It wasn't even invented twenty years ago. So if you have windows that are twenty years old, in fact, it wasn't available fifteen years ago. I, I want to say that we started putting in this type of of product probably twelve, thirteen years ago max. Um, the other thing, the, the the other couple of things that you look at when you're looking at an efficient window is what is the interior filled with? Is it just air? Right. Is it vacuumed? Is it uh, filled with uh, an inert gas? Um, there's a, a few reasons why to have the inert gas. Uh, typically, it's going to be argon or krypton. Um, there's typically the uh, the main reasons are. 
the original reason was to stop the windows from fogging up. They found out completely by accident that it does dampen the flow of sensible heat, the temperature of the air. Correct. So you did you don't uh, it's more efficient at keeping the heat in the home and the cold out during the winter. Correct. And that's what helps. This is what people are confused about sometimes is, is they talk about the gas inside the windows, argon gas, or in some cases, krypton. Um, argon gas is the, by far the most widely used gas yes. in, in, in the uh, insulated units of a window. What it does is it helps, as Jim just mentioned, helps dampen noise, okay, because of its, its nature, but it also helps stop conductive cold and thermal transfer through the glass. It does virtually nothing to stop radiant heat. No, does nothing. So that that has nothing to do with the efficiency of the window in the summertime. So keep that in mind. The last thing that we look at when we look at the efficiency of a window is the spacer system. Now, the old school spacer system on insulated windows was metal. Okay, right. it was a metal spacer with a, a, a thin layer of steel. Yep. on each side of the metal. And the problem with that is is a metal spacer, if it's especially if it's a solid square metal spacer, does what? It conducts heat, it conducts cold, it's not a warm edge uh, as, as we look for in glass today. And also uh, would expand and contract at different rates than the glass. So as the sun shines on it, as it's expanding, it can open little fractures. That may only be open for a half a second until the other material catches up and closes it. But every time that opens, you're either sucking in air or letting a little argon out. Correct. The argon uh, brings up another important point. Does argon last forever? Studies have shown that it does not last forever. Right. You lose a little bit every single year throughout the life of a window there's no definitive uh, estimate on how much or how little. The important thing to remember is loss of argon or loss of inert gas in your window is not what causes fogging. That is not what causes fogging on your windows. What causes fogging on your windows, uh, that hazy look that you can't get rid of because it's inside the two panes of glass, is moisture being introduced into that right. and not being able to escape and forming a film on the inside of the windows. That's right. what causes that. Right. So th- those are some, some myths that we kind of wanted to bust today on energy-efficient windows. We, we certainly don't have time to talk about everything that we want to talk about today, but we will continue the conversation next week talking about uh, Energy Star standards and, uh, you know, and, 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 and what's the difference between U-value and R-value. We're going to talk about those things next week on the show, so please tune in next week to, to know more about that. Uh, we will be getting to our, our, uh, our other things about Windows next week. We're going to be talking about all those things. If, uh, if I'm allowed to come if, back. If, yeah, <laughs> if they haven't kicked us off the air, thanks to you. Um, but, 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 we promise we're going to talk about the top five hair bands on our list uh, of, of the 1980s. I've got mine together. Don, do you have yours together? I do, in fact. Tell me about yeah. it, brother. What you got? I tell you what. Let's go from uh, number five. We're going to do Winger. Oh, nice choice. Number four, Motley Crue. Like it. Number three, Great White. Wow. Okay. Great White. Uh, number two, Van Halen. But this is the David Lee Roth period. I just can't put Sammy Hagar. They were not hair band. No. 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 But Van Halen, David Roth period, early eighties. Uh, my number one pick was Def Leppard. That's a great, yeah. great list. Really good list. Um, how, how about you, Dennis? Did you did you come up with the list, brother? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Can we let me let me see what Dennis's list is here? He's shy. Uh, number oh, he came in with Van Halen. Number five, Bon Jovi. Number four, Guns and Roses. Nope. Number three. See, I don't know if I consider Guns and Roses hair band. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, he's fluffy, but I don't know. He's uh, fluffy. <laughs> M- Motley Crue and Def Leopard. Yeah. Def Leopard. Oh, that's the proper spelling. That's why it threw me off. That's that's Def Leopard. So for me, you know, I kind of struggled with this one because I, I I didn't quite place some of these bands in the hair metal 
genre like Van Halen. It's kind of here or there. It's sticky, isn't uh, it? It's Kiss, kinda, Kiss, yeah. I, hairband? No. no, no, they came around in the seventies, man. These guys were not hairband. Um, but here's here's my list, nonetheless. White Snake. Yeah. Okay. Poison. I can see that. Yep. Motley Crue. Mm-hmm. Of course. Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Def Leopard. De- well. I mean, I didn't do a list, but I can tell you, you guys are missing Twisted Sister. No, didn't miss them. No. I just don't think that they're at that same level. I mean, when you look at Motley Crue, Bon Jovi, Def Leppard, Whitesnake, Poison, any of these bands could have mm-hmm. sold out arenas right. and did sell out arenas in, in their heyday. Uh, Twisted Sister, not so much. So, no see, disrespect. So I, can, I like them. I can see some people putting Aerosmith in there, but I can't, I can't oh, put please. Aerosmith in there. Aerosmith, no, no, if, you, if you came into all. being no. as a band and had hits in the 70s, right. you were not no. a hair band, and, and you shouldn't be put in that either. Uh, same thing with Alice Cooper. Who in the world yeah. would put Alice Cooper into hair bands? I can see Striper. Oh, for, for sure. Striper, absolutely. Dockin, Quiet, Quiet Dock, Riot, Dockin', uh, uh, Dangerous Toys, uh, Wasp, you know, Wasp, Iron Wasp, Maiden, no, Iron Maiden, nah, yeah. no, 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 not Iron Maiden, not Wasp, yes, absolutely Wasp, Faster Pussycat, Faster, oh, that, that a ladies band, yes. yeah, oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so there's a lot of really good ones out there that could have been on the list, but that's my list. And and for all of you people who who think that I'm hating on Van Halen, I am absolutely not. I just didn't really think of them as a hairband. It's a sticky one. That's it a is. sticky one. It, yes, is. it is. So, so what are we doing next time? So next week we're going to do. Uh, this was a suggestion uh, from who suggested this? I think it was. Uh, I think I think actually Jimmy uh, suggested this top soundtracks of all time. Okay. Top soundtracks of all time. Hey, man, I, wow, this is gone. I didn't get to talk about the, the Rock Legends cruise. We're going to talk about that. I will talk about it next week. Uh, hey, if we missed your calls today, get one next week. We'd love to talk to you. Go to Facebook. Check out Martin Bomba's Rockin' Home Show. Peace and love, everybody. Go out and spread some kindness. We'll see you the next time here on the Rockin' Home Show. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.